0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On Air. Tarawan Saranai, may the blessings of the Triple Gem be with you and welcome to our program today. I hope you've had a terrific week since we last met and all is going well with you. Just to briefly recap, we're talking about the practices of a Bodhisattva that is someone who has dedicated themselves to gaining enlightenment not only for their own sake but for the sake of all other suffering beings as well. A Bodhisattva has many practices, but the main ones are the six perfections. That is the perfections of generosity, morality, patience, enthusiasm, concentration and wisdom. In previous programs we've discussed the perfections of generosity and morality and now we're going through the perfection of patience, the complete antidote to anger. In the Tibetan Golukpa tradition, patience is described in three ways the patience of remaining calm in the face of harms from others, the patience of accepting suffering, and the patience of thinking about the Dharma. In our last program, we described how to develop the patience of accepting suffering voluntarily and transforming it so that it becomes part of the path to enlightenment. We talked about a number of points, the first being that the attitude of bodhicitta is very useful for transforming problems. Remember, bodhicitta is the mind that is intent on gaining enlightenment, because that's the best way to help all suffering beings free themselves from their misery. In a difficult situation, we use this mind thinking, while I am suffering here, may all other beings' suffering also ripen on me right now, so that they are all completely free from misery. The very thought that we are relieving others' suffering brings a lot of relief to our own present suffering, and the difficult situation becomes a cause for us to eventually gain enlightenment and really help others. When we are in the middle of suffering, we are easily reminded that suffering is is the very nature of cyclic existence. This is what this type of existence is really like. As long as we are born with this type of body, this type of mind, we will suffer. That reminder is like a spur then for us to get out of taking this type of existence. In other words, it ignites renunciation in us and we will have the strong urge to practice the Dharma. Then we will easily avoid negative actions which lead to misery and only focus on virtuous actions that lead to liberation and enlightenment. <coughs> Suffering also reduces our pride and arrogance. As we said last time, even a king or the haughtiest CEO of a company is made to feel lowly by a serious illness. It's quite difficult to be all uppity when you're flat on your back and reliant on a whole lot of other people to, gl- to look after you. Though I guess some people do manage it. Furthermore, we can develop patience by thinking on impermanence when suffering arises. It really helps our mind to realize that things do not stay the same as we want them to, but change constantly. So it's inevitable that the good times will pass and the bad times will come. But similarly, the bad times will pass and happier times will return. Last time, talking about the breakup of a relationship, you may re- remember we said that some of the pain can be relieved if we recognize that karma, causes and conditions, were exhausted and that the relationship had given into impermanence. It had to change and now its time had come. So we can view every suffering situation. Impermanence brought about change we didn't want and that's why we're troubled. Realizing impermanence is at the root of everything gives us the strength to bear with the suffering patiently. We also, we can remember that our discomfort, whatever it is, is the result of our negative karma. If this karma had ripened in a lower realm, we would suffer much more intensely and for much longer. So it's good that it's happening now. Once over, it will never trouble us again. So in fact, this suffering is purifying our negative karma. How can it not then be a good thing? This kind of attitude rids the mind of its obsession with always being comfortable and makes it happily familiar with accepting all the suffering we have to go through anyway. When small sufferings arise, we can use them to practice preparing our minds to be patient with much greater misery. The more familiar we are with accepting relatively small upsets, the easier it will be when we face major upheavals in our lives. So we're encouraged to see minor irritations as excellent tools to prepare our minds. And of course we can use greater sufferings to prepare ourselves for even greater miseries until nothing can disturb our peace of mind at all. Another advice in time of suffering is to focus not on the people who are in a better situation than ourselves, but on those who are much less fortunate. Why? Because comparing ourselves with people who are having a a better time than ourselves just encourages envy and the why-me mind to arise, and that only leads to suffering. Whereas looking at those less fortunate, we can feel relieved we're not much worse off and actually develop some compassion. That will definitely counteract the mind that only wants to complain and make things worse. We can also remember the verse Shantideva wrote in the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life. If there's a remedy when trouble strikes, what reason is there for despondency? And if there's no help for it, what use is there in being sad? There's there's absolutely no need to worry and suffer, he says. For if a difficult situation has a solution, we have no cause to worry or suffer. Just apply the solution. And if we cannot do anything, then it's also useless to worry and suffer. Just be patient and it will pass in due course. With no other recourse apart from these two, with their simple practical solutions, what can make us suffer so badly? One point we didn't go through last week was that when, when, when we start practicing Dharma, many physical and mental difficulties will arise. For instance, sitting cross-legged is natural for Asians because they do it from a very early age. For unfamiliar Westerners, it's much more difficult and if we go into retreat, it can be quite troublesome sitting like that for long periods. Also, when we put ourselves into retreat, we may think it will be all blissful and we'll quickly attain realizations but much more often it shows us the negativities buried deep in our minds and the whole retreat becomes quite uncomfortable. We need strong patience in such situations so that we don't easily say, this is too hard and give up. The great masters like Milarepa and even Buddha Shakyamuni himself willingly underwent great trials and tribulations to become enlightened. Milarepa endured years of abuse, beatings and hard labor for his guru and then later, when meditating in the mountains, had nothing but nettles to eat. In the end, he turned green, but still he persevered. And we all know that Buddha Shakyamuni spent six years in severe ascetic practices. So when we practice, we also need the patience that such great beings had. Of course, sometimes the practice goes well, but often it doesn't. With strong patience, neither will matter to our perseverance and slowly we will make progress. But if we don't have patience, as soon as things become more troublesome, we will think of giving up and so go nowhere. So that more or less completes the patience of voluntarily accepting suffering. Let's now do some meditation on the points we've covered. First, though, setting a good motivation. The best motivation is Bodhicitta, as His Holiness the Dalai Lama often tells us. So let's make our purpose here to gain enlightenment for the benefit of all sentient beings everywhere. Thank you. Now sit comfortably and concentrate on your breath, letting the thoughts come and go without being involved. a situation in which you had a lot of suffering and your reaction to it. Try and live it again, but this time change your reaction to thinking, as I have to suffer this, may the suffering of all other beings also ripen on me now, so that they are freed. Imagine that as you are suffering all those other beings are relieved of their suffering and become very happy. What effect does this have on your mind? of a suffering situation going now I think that this is the nature of cyclic existence if we didn't have such an existence with this type of body this type of mind we would not suffer Let a revulsion for such suffering arise within you and a determination to get out of this endless round of existences remember that to free ourselves we have to give up non-virtuous activities and only practice virtue Try to generate a strong determination to do just that, no matter what arises. mind how suffering makes all beings equal and it's a good medicine for pride and arrogance even the greatest man or woman in the world cannot keep up a mind filled with arrogance if they flatten their back with suffering changes instant by instant. As long as we don't realize this and build expectations that things will last, we will suffer. Impermanence is at the root of all existence and practicing with patience to realize this, especially at the time of suffering, will truly help us to attain enlightenment. We can see in every suffering situation an impermanence we didn't want to accept and that's why we suffer. Wouldn't it be better to recognize impermanence so that when things don't go our way we can bear with it patiently and calmly? Think about your suffering situation again and see how it's changed. How would it have affected you if at the time you were able to realize its impermanence? again experience the situation of suffering you've gone through instead of your usual reaction bring to mind that all our discomfort whatever it is is the result of our negative karma this karma has ripened now but if it had done so in a lower realm that suffering would have been much greater and last much longer so feel happy that's happened and is now finished never to be experienced again about your situation of suffering remember people who have suffered much more people who have had much greater greater misfortune than yourself compare yourself to them and see how even though you are suffering are so much worse off perhaps you can develop some compassion for them oh. Now contemplate Sh Shantideva's verse. If there is a remedy when trouble strikes, what reason is there for despondency? And if there's no help for it, what use is there in being sad? Of meditation, I hope this has made some impression on your mind and will help you when you meet up with suffering in the future. Time is up once again and we must part. Please dedicate any positive potential from this program to gaining enlightenment for the sake of all suffering beings. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. Goodbye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.